0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to BT Insights, the weekly trawl around the emerging markets with uh, Bank BankTrust. Um, thanks for joining us again. This is our second proper episode. So do bear with us as hopefully we will get better and better every week. Um, it's been a far less exciting week for us on the trading desk, sad to say. A few uh, religious holidays have been knocking around. Uh, certainly slowed the flow and uh, inflation once again. Uh, rearing its ugly head or at least concerns of inflation, giving equity markets a bit of a wobble. And uh, EM Debt Investors, just a, an excuse to pause and have a little think about what they want to do. Um, so uh, the, even even on the new issuance, actually, there's been very little new issuance in the last week. So not much really for us to play in from that point of view either. So hopefully this week will get a little bit more exciting and, and people will move one way or the other. Now, uh, I have uh, our Head of uh, re- uh, Research and Strategy with us again, uh, Ramiro Blasquez, based down in Buenos Aires. Ramiro, are you there?
1: Yeah, hi, Dean. How are you? Very
0: good, mate. Yourself? Not too bad. Excellent stuff. Um, right, so what should we talk about this week? Let me think, let me think. Uh, let's kick off with Ecuador. So, Ecuador, obviously the election uh, we had last month has certainly given us plenty of things to get entertained with on the trading front. And it looks like, that, you know, President-elect Lasso has, has barely passed his first political test. Now, what do you think
1: about the political situation at the moment in ecuador well that's really a good question i think that correa was really smart and he set up lasso i mean let, let me let me tell you a little bit how this story unfolded i think it's worth it mm-hmm. uh, creo which is Lasso's party was supporting along with correa's party unes the candidacy of social christian henry croffel to preside the uh, National Assembly. Uh, the problem with with this is that uh, UNES was also demanding uh, setting up a truth commission to acquit former Correa government members. So this was really unpalatable to the social Democrats who were one of the key allies together with the social Christians that helped Lasso win the second round in the run of election. Okay. So essentially, Lasso was... Forced to choose between one of his two allies, the good thing that allowed Lasso to achieve this pyrrhic victory is that uh, he secured an agreement with the indigenous. But uh, okay, yeah, but that alliance is, is is based on pretty feeble grounds, right? Indeed, I mean, uh, there is a lot of uncertainty about uh, where this alliance is actually standing. I mean, there is no agreement yet on the environmental issues that are really the main concern of the indigenous. Mm -hmm. And also the indigenous movement is quite fragmented and could be on the verge of breaking up. Also yesterday we had uh, negative news because two members of the Social Democrats have left the party. So now, I mean, the pro-government caucus in in the National Assembly only has 69 members down from 71. And this is one uh, vote short of the 70 votes threshold required to pass most laws. So essentially another thing that is very concerning to us is that Lasso could be conceding too much. He has, remember that he has already backtracked uh, on the VAT reform, which was yeah. a key structural benchmark with the mm-hmm. IMF. That's true actually, very true. But I suppose look, there's very little in the way
0: of maturities anytime soon, so that should be supportive for, for the bond complex,
1: right? Well, yes, uh, we think that uh, despite this uh, not really encouraging domestic political scenario, uh, there are external tailwinds with oil prices uh, recovering really fast. And the fact that you have low debt maturities until 2026, all of this combined, it could actually help support bonds. So. Uh, Essentially, my view is that uh, despite this political deadlock, which does not bode well for the future of reforms, we could have Ecuador becoming basically a play on oil. Mm -hmm. And we like the 2030s, uh, 0.5%, because essentially, as from the 31st of July, they will start accruing a very nice uh, coupon rate of 5% uh, per annum. Well as a play on
0: oil, I mean that's quite interesting in itself. I've, I've definitely seen more and more calls for oil heading up towards even as, as, as high as 90 by the end of the year. so it'd be interesting to see how that pans out. And uh, we have definitely seen an uptick in, in buying uh, since US open uh, today on Ecuador. Uh, only seen uh, you know offers offers wanted so far today. Um, right, uh, I think we've got time for one more. So, what about El Salvador? Let's have a look at El Salvador. You know, what's the latest? Uh, looks to us uh, like the you know the US has stepped up its confrontation, really, with the Central American Northern Triangle. Uh, is, is this something that's going to get out of hand? Do you
1: think? Well, uh, I don't really have a crystal ball, but it looks like <laughs> it is getting out of hand, indeed. I mean, uh, let me walk you through the latest events. The U.S. Department of State, they issued a, a list made up of 16 former, uh, former and current authorities in El Salvador, Honduras, and Guatemala, uh, outrightly accusing them of corruption. Uh, importantly, this list contained top officials from El Salvador, which are current top officials. I mean, the, uh, namely the uh, chief of staff and the minister of justice, who was replaced only last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the U.S. Congress is now in in the game. I mean, this report from the Department of State has been endorsed by the U.S. So the problem I see is that even if this is just rhetoric, it could get to a point in where Biden could have a, a really hard time in actually providing financial assistance to these countries because of this rhetoric uh, inhibiting from doing so.
0: So he could really back himself potentially into a corner. So it's... Something to,
1: they they, to they could around. get a, a, they could shoot themselves on the foot indeed because you know the the problem that the U S faces is that if economic conditions deteriorate sharply in Ecuador in El, El Salvador then you can have this could spur a massive illegal migration into the U S yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, El Salvador
0: though already seems to have a plan B, right? Uh, Bukele has already announced five hundred million dollars in funding from China, no strings attached. Uh, You know, what is this? Is this just part of the poker game?
1: Well, I think it's. uh, Let's put it this way: I think it's a poker game that can definitely get out of hand. Um, So, the the. Even if China replaces IMF funding, the the thing is that cutting ties with the U.S. will still have a deep impact in El Salvador's economy. So we think that Bukele still has incentives to negotiate an IMF deal and avoid some kind of economic meltdown. But uh, if the U.S. corners him, he will fight back. Hmm. So uh, our view is that uh, this escalation, as I said before, is also against U.S. interests due to the migration factor, but, uh, you know, accidents happen. We could be uh, getting closer to a point of new re- uh, no return if the U.S. does not moderate its tough diplomatic stance. Uh, I think what's interesting, just talking to clients this morning, uh, after after this
0: uh, news really broke, I suppose, yesterday, or became more clear, the client concern seems to be much, much more around the Chinese money than anything to do with... You know, Allegations of corruption. You know, sadly, corruption is part of the emerging market universe. Far too much of a part of it than than we any other of us would like. But it's it's really is uh, you know this focus from the uh, certainly from the international investor base of you know Chinese money and how that cl- clouds the picture, especially on debt sustainability. Uh, and and so that was the main thing that we've been talking to clients about today, and the main thing that they've been concerned about. Uh, Ramiro thank you so much uh, for all your help again with the podcast this week uh, be talking to you again very soon Um, everyone uh, please don't forget to subscribe to BT Insights wherever you devour your podcasts and uh, follow us on Twitter as well at banktrustco and check us out as well on the website uh, Uh, www.banktrust.com thanks very much and we'll speak to you next week